Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Leach Report Radio Network is on the air with the voice of the Wildcats, Tom Leach. It's the daily gathering spot for the Big Blue Nation to hear the latest news and views on the Cats. If you have a question for Tom, email leachreport at gmail.com or send a tweet to at TomLeachKY. Now, here's Tom. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the show. First time back alive in the studio since last Wednesday. So, hope everyone had a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, now we're counting down through the Christmas season leading up to uh, the big holiday at the end of December. So... A lot to uh, get to today, obviously. We'll be mostly focused on uh, football today uh, with uh, Freddie Maggard, our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback show. And then we'll also uh, chat with Mark Story and uh, talk a little bit about the Kentucky-Louisville game and also all the coaching search drama that uh, played out with Texas A&M and uh, maybe a little basketball with Mark as well. And then tomorrow, huge basketball game uh, between Kentucky and Miami. Uh, last year's Final Four team, Miami, coming in with a top 10 national ranking. We'll see how far Kentucky moves up when the new poll comes out today. And uh, that'll be the big focus on tomorrow's show. But today, let's jump into the Leach Report, presented by Bobcat Enterprises, with our opening segment of Wildcat News that is brought to you by Giuseppe's of Lexington. And Mark Stoops staying at Kentucky after reports that a move to Texas A&M was imminent when these coaching searches get rolling. And this day and time with all of the social media, it gets crazy. So it, uh, usually how things actually played out starts to, to surface after a little time passes. Um, as far as the uh, the – you know, pursuit of Mark Stoops by A&M. The, I read uh, the Texas AD and, and Mark were both at Miami in 03, so that's probably where that connection uh, came from. And ultimately, it ends with uh, Mark Stoops staying at Kentucky and A&M hiring the Duke coach, who's a former A&M defensive coordinator. Uh, Mississippi State found their coach uh, over the weekend, a uh, guy with a uh, – big-time reputation on the offensive side of the ball. So they're going back in the Mike Leach direction, not so much the air raid, but just with trying to uh, focus on a high-powered offense. And now the next drama that will play out will be all the moves with players. Uh, recruiting season is still you know, very much uh, a hot topic for Kentucky and everybody else, and coaches will get busy on that now that uh, the regular season is over or get busier. But – uh, the transfer portal is probably the bigger thing with who leaves and then who are you bringing in. Already uh, reports about a wide receiver from Texas A&M that uh, Kentucky has interest in. Um, uh, an offensive lineman for Yale reportedly got an offer from Kentucky. Um, and then Kentucky will likely be looking for a quarterback in the transfer portal. So uh, a lot of that uh, 
move, coming and going will play out over the next uh, few weeks, probably uh, sooner rather than later ahead of the bowl game. Kentucky will find out what its bowl game is a week from tomorrow. Most of the reports you see uh, have the Cats likely headed to Charlotte to play in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl against an ACC opponent. As for the game, that uh, that win for Kentucky was bigger than any bowl game would be as they took down number 9 Louisville 38-31, scoring 17 in the fourth quarter. The uh, kickoff return by Barry and Brown in the third quarter kind of flipped the script on the game in a fashion similar to the fake punt by Missouri back earlier this season. You had Louisville going down and taking nine minutes off the clock to methodically control the line of scrimmage and take or put up a touchdown to go up 17 to seven. So you've got a little less than a little more than five minutes left in the third quarter. You're down 10 and Louisville kicks off and Barry and Brown runs it back a hundred yards for a touchdown probably more like 102, but uh, what Louisville took nine minutes to score, Kentucky took about nine seconds to score, and then you're right back where you were coming out of halftime, and from that point on, it was, you know, two heavyweights trading shots in the middle of the ring. Uh, The biggest play after the kickoff return was provided by J.J. Weaver uh, because Louisville, uh, on their second drive, went down, and uh, moved the ball well again, and ripped off a big run early on the third drive, and it looked like, okay, Kentucky's just can't seemingly stop these guys right now, and J.J. Weaver punches the ball out, and then ends up getting the recovery as well, one of two fumble recoveries for him. So then Louisville turned it over. The next drive, uh, there was a huge fourth and two conversion for Kentucky uh, on uh, Ray Davis, a great individual effort play. Ray finished with three touchdowns, um, two receiving one rushing, and ends up uh, with 20 touchdowns, breaking the single-season record of Benny Snell. Uh, We'll get into all of this when uh, Freddie joins us here in just a bit. Uh, But uh, Kentucky has now beaten Louisville teams ranked 17 in 02, 9th in 07, 11th in 16, and 9th in 2023. Men's basketball Aaron Bradshaw put out a note on Instagram that he won't play against Miami tomorrow night, but he thinks he's about a week away from getting back out on the court with his teammates. Kentucky Volleyball found out its postseason path. The Wildcats are the number eight overall seed, number two in the Nebraska Regional, and they will take out Wofford Thursday at Rupp Arena. The other match will be Baylor and James Madison, and then the, the winners will play to advance. Links to the stories that we talk about, Find those on the Bud Light Leach Report page at TomLeachKY.com. Freddie will be with us when we come right back. The opening segment of UK News presented by Giuseppe's of Lexington. Make plans to get out to Giuseppe's during the holidays. It's tucked away off Nicholasville Road here in Lexington. Been there for over 25 years doing what they do better than anybody else. Tremendous ambiance, fantastic food, great service. And they've got gift cards for the holidays. So you can order those at Giuseppe'sLexington.com. They'll mail them out to you. We'll be right back with Freddie Bagger. From the Clark's Pop and Shop Studio, return, refresh, and refuel. It's the Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback edition of the Leach Report with Freddie Maggard. And, Freddie, this was uh, quite a day to savor for all of the BBN, but especially former Kentucky players like yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, Tom, it was. It was It was a fun game, and, you know, uh, been an up and down season, but 
beating your rival in the final, in that game in the in, in the last game of the season was uh was good for Kentucky the but you know and I think it was great for the fans I mean the team has been inconsistent but the fans haven't they've been there and done everything they should do so I was happiest for them this was a game it felt like that Kentucky's playmakers made plays. Barry and Brown, you know, kickoff return. Ray yeah. Davis with a, some incredible runs. J.J. Weaver got the MVP with two forced fumbles, a recovery, a sack, and, uh, uh, you know, for a guy who hadn't had the kind of year he wanted, that was quite a performance. Yeah, uh, you know, last week, and then I think I wrote about it, I said that the linebackers had to have their best game of the year to win. And Wallace and Jackson both had 11 tackles and Weaver's MVP. Uh, but for the – yeah, Kentucky exploded early in the season, had a lot of big plays, and that went away. But looking at these numbers here, Tom, uh, Kentucky averaged 17 yards per catch and almost 10 yards per pass attempt. Those numbers are much higher uh, than their average for the year. Yeah, and uh, Leary – you know, it's certainly been frustrating at times with some throws, but at other times yeah. he has made, uh, and you can appreciate this as a former quarterback, just some incredible throws. The two touchdown passes to Key and Davis were in the exact right spot in very yeah. small windows. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, he had some success Saturday because uh, those around him played better. That's you know? a good point. I mean, made the catches and made the blocks and, and, you know, uh, Kentucky, I swear, Tom, I, you know, it just, it, it's great that they won this rivalry game, but I would love to have seen this against Missouri and South Carolina. I yeah. Can't, I can't help but go back, but I want to stay, you know, celebrating this, but the three turnovers that Kentucky forced, I think that was a, a game changer and the kickoff return. So, uh, you know, the old saying is true. When you go on the road, it's turnovers and special teams. Kentucky won both of those. They did, and uh, those are, are two of the difference makers more often than not. Right. We're talking with uh, Freddie Maggard. It's at Fred Maggard 606 on X or Twitter at 19 after the top of the hour. We'll get to a break, come back, continue the chat. Uh, a little bit later, uh, we'll um, – talk a, a little bit about the high school playoffs. All the championship games are coming up this weekend. Freddie will be on the scene there. And uh, we'll continue all of that when we return. Shuffle Bean Coffee, Monday morning quarterback edition of the Leach Report. We knew how much, how good Louisville was. Um, we knew what they wanted to do. We knew what they've done all season, but we had to focus on us. And that's what Coach Stoops has always been preaching, man. You know, focus on what we can control and what we have to do and keep battling through adversity. And I think, you know, that's why we love Coach Stoops. That's why he, he always believes in us and we always believe in him. We want to go out there and show that, you know, this man has won four straight times, now five. And, uh, you know, we're going to battle behind him no matter what. That was Ray Davis after the game. The five straight wins, the longest streak for Kentucky since they brought – this battle for the Governor's Cup back in 1994 uh, matches Louisville's longest streak in the series. Freddie Maggard's with us at Fred Maggard 606 on X or Twitter as we do our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback show with the former Wildcat QB. Um, Freddie, this was the 13th time under Mark Stoops that Kentucky's rallied from 10 or more down. That uh, was already a school record previously, so just added to it. Also, the first road win over a top 10 team since – 
Derek Ramsey and Art Still and those guys went up and won at Penn State in 1977. So um, wow. they beat the 11th-ranked Louisville team in 2016, but uh, – this was the first top 10 since 77. So that was impressive. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, the uh, special teams, and, and I think you used the word discipline. Yeah. No penalties in this game. Yeah. that's. I don't know if I've ever seen a game like that. I mean, I probably have, but don't remember it. You know, there's a couple of notes here I took, Tom, that probably, you know, a lot of people won't talk about, but I think was big for Kentucky. Number one, I think we saw maybe a star being born with Kamari uh, Anderson. I had that one on my list to talk about with you. Good, yeah. good, good. Yeah, good. I really loved what he did a lot. Uh, two, and I'll let you say his last name because out of respect, I don't want to say it wrong, but Ashton, the defensive end from Louisville. Jelotti. Uh, yeah, okay. He, he had been just destroying folks, and he had four tackles, a tackle for loss, a sack, and that's it. I think that's that was big. And then the third one was Jamari Thrash. Louisville had targeted him 80 times going into that game. The next highest was 32. So that just goes to show you how big he is in their plan. Had six catches for 60 yards, so 10 yards a catch. Those three things really stood out to me that probably not a lot of people are talking about. You, know, you make a really good point there because we were talking about Kentucky's playmakers the 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 guys that you count on to make plays came through uh to the greatest degree probably they have all season and conversely what you're uh, pointing out there louisville's guys they they were able to neutralize their biggest playmakers yeah i thought you know the the running backs from louisville are really good you know they only average three three point seven yards per carry uh you know so that's good louisville ran a lot of plays and you know But uh, but I think Kentucky's stars starred and Louisville's didn't. Yeah. And that's a large part of what happened. And, you know, with Deion Walker, best player on the field for both teams again. And, uh, you know, we, we counted on some people. Ray Davis did, did some things and Leary. So uh, the, the players that Kentucky needed the most did the most. And that was fun to watch. You know this uh, in the way a, a play is set up. You can't – because you have a quarterback that's really going to be more, more often than not out of the play. So they're going to have yeah. 11 and you've got 10 uh, on yeah. any given play. And uh, especially on a running play, you can block almost everybody, but you've got to count on your running back to be able to not be tackled one-on-one in space. Uh, right. to make somebody miss. And on the two of the biggest plays, Ray Davis did that. There was the fourth and two um, that Kentucky converted early in the fourth, and they ran a, a pitch out, uh, and they blocked it well, but there's one linebacker that's coming along, and he reads it, and he fills in the gap and comes shooting up into the seam where Davis is, and he hits him, going to be for a loss, except that Davis broke away and – Went, it got hit at the 42, ended up getting to the 35 and, and got the first down. And then the other one was the game-winning touchdown. And uh, Mark said after the game that uh, he uh, – that was the one time he inserted himself into the uh, the play calling and said, let's let's run downhill. Uh, so they went to, you know, uh, old school uh, Kentucky. And they 
you were talking about Kamari Anderson on that play. I went back and watched the replay. The offensive line basically goes left. Everybody goes left, and they smush a big chunk of the Louisville defense, and who, which had like ten guys within four yards of the line of scrimmage. But then Cummings uh, pulls, and he and Anderson take out their guys. And so Davis is left, and he's got to make one man miss and outrun the other one, and that's how it happened. Yeah. You know, uh, my buddy Cole Kubrick, uh, you know, I talk to him quite often. He said that that was kind of an issue against Alabama, that, you know, maybe the offensive line didn't play as bad as we thought. And, you know, running backs got to get to that second level and make somebody miss. So I think Davis did good there. Uh, but, you know, Kentucky was out, was down two tight ends. Yeah. You know, so they, they only had three and they play a bunch of them. And, and I was so happy for, for uh, uh, Isaiah, you know, that's his hometown and see him play well. And then I'm, I'm telling you this, this Kamari is, he's a football player. Ooh. I like him. I like him a lot. He looks like some of those you know, tight ends at, at Georgia and Alabama. He's like 250 yeah, he now does. and he's uh, tall and runs well, <laughs> athletic, as we saw in that uh, yeah. hurdling play that he got a very important first down on. But as as you noticed, a really good blocker. Real good. I mean, I, I saw him I saw him put one Louisville player on the ground. I mean, that's just one play. But, uh, you know, for a true freshman, I thought he was really good. And, Coming, you know, that, that was fun. Cummings, you mentioned. That's that's a neat yeah. story. For just you, you can speak to this as a former player that, you know, when you're on a team, the coaches always tell you, be ready, your chance may come. But that's – Easier said than done. You're a senior. Uh, they Liam Cohen comes back. You think maybe it's you're going to have a big year, and he didn't have a catch until the previous week down at South Carolina. But clearly, he stayed ready and he blocked well all along when given it his yeah. chance. And then when he when they did throw it to him in the last two weeks, he's made plays. Yeah, you know, I I, I always thought that he could. You know, I, I loved him a couple of years ago. And like how UK used him then, and you know, I was we all we all know we all know he can make catches, right? But Absolutely. I love just blocking against Louisville. Ready Maggard's with us. It's our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday Morning Quarterback Edition of the Leach Report. Our show is presented by Bobcat Enterprises. It'll continue. We're going to talk a little high school football with Freddie, uh, with the playoffs culminating this weekend on the uh, state championship weekend at Kroger Field. So we'll talk about that when we come right back. A little bit from uh, Mark's story in the second half of the show as well, here on the Leach Report. Biggest moments, our kids played high-quality football and made plays. I mean, that's what you call competitive greatness, being your best when your best is required. And that's what those guys did. I mean, I I don't care really how the rest of the game went. Uh, In the biggest moment of the game, when we needed to play, our kids stepped up, and I'm really proud of them for that. That was offensive coordinator Liam Cohen after the game on Saturday as Kentucky defeats Louisville. Keeps the Governor's Cup five in a row in the series for the Wildcats. We're talking about it here on our Shuffle Bean Coffee Monday morning quarterback edition of the Leach Report with Freddie Maggard. Um, Freddie, uh, let me detour to one thing real quick. The Alabama-Auburn game. Did you get a chance to watch that after Kentucky? I saw highlights of that of, of how it ended, and that was crazy. Wasn't it? Fourth and goal from the 31 um, I, I heard somewhere today that that ES, ESPN's you know thing where they how what percentage at any given moment a team has to win it was zero point zero one apparently at oh that my. moment 
for Alabama. That is uh, Chris Stewart, who does Alabama basketball on radio, and he and he does the road games now. Is uh, Eli's cold is recovering. Chris had the best line yesterday. He said, uh, to Alabama fans, if you're headed to church this morning and wondering where to sit, I suggest the back left corner is good. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was a great line. I've never, you know, I've never seen anything like that. And and that was just, uh, but the the thing, you know, I read it this morning that they practiced that play. So that's just. Oh, really? that, That, I think that's even, yeah. That's a specific play that they have. Uh, I just read it five, ten minutes ago, and it's called something pretty. Oh, I did see that Grave Digger. I, I saw the name. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. So that, that's pretty neat. <laughs> uh, let me ask you one thing, and then we'll get into uh, talk a little bit about the high school games this weekend. Uh, Jonathan uh, sends in a question on X: When getting a quarterback in the transfer portal, much has been made about maybe not having the right fit, even when a guy has much talent. What are the key attributes the next quarterback needs to have? to be great in Liam Cohen's offense? Um, wow, that's a good one. You know, I would say I, number one would be accuracy. And, you know, it just depends on where the offense is going to go in the future. You know, what's the – are there going to be changes there or not? I, I don't know. But uh, I think accuracy, for me, that's more important than, you know, throwing the ball 70, 70 yards downfield. So, uh, I would look for completion percentage and, and, and accuracy. Uh, Jonathan says, Freddie, you are the man. Uh, <laughs> our, uh, our friend Will Levis got a second win yesterday. Yes. Yeah, I, I did watch that because uh, Drew texted me, and he was at the game, so I was just kind of really watching to see if I could see him. But, yeah, <laughs> it was a win, so that's, that's how, goes are hard to get in that league. So I'm, you know, I'm very proud of him. Uh, high school football championship weekend is coming up on uh, Friday and Saturday at Kroger Field. On Friday, the games are Raceland, Pikeville, Owensboro Catholic, Mayfield, Covcath, and Boyle County. On Saturday, yeah. it's KCA Bell County, Trinity Bryan Station, and Cooper and Bowling Green. Any one of those six, I know you're going to be working them like you always do for the KHSAA. Yeah. Any one in particular you're looking forward to? Well, I, I'll just go down them here. I got it pulled up. Uh, Pikeville and Raceland is a rematch and, uh, you know, that's two tough teams and that, that's going to be, you know, that, you know, how we used to talk about Kentucky, uh, fist fighting in the, in the phone booth. That's yes. what that's going to be. It's going to be fun. And I'm happy to see Mayfield made it. I, uh, I fell in love with that place when I visited there and it just, uh, I love the whole place. So that, that, and Owensboro Catholic, beat us in the state championship in baseball. So I'm, I, I have to be neutral, but I'm from Mayfield there. Understand. And then, <laughs> and then I think the big one of the whole weekend is Cubcast and Boyle County. Uh, you know, Boyle's just a machine. I, I think Justin Haddock's best coach in the state of Kentucky. I'd love to see him at a college somewhere. That's how, I mean, he's, he's really good. And then, you know, Cubcast, I get a second look at uh, at Willie Rodriguez. Who I oh, think yeah. He's going to be a really good player here for, for Kentucky. Uh, they read somewhere that's the first time those two traditional powers will have ever played each other. What about Saturday? Saturday, um, yeah, I think Cooper and Bowling Green is going to be up and down the field. That's going to be fun to watch. And then I like the, the hometown teams when they get in it, so – uh, Brian Station rarely gets gets to the championship. Trinity does, 
a lot of the time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the final one and just see how uh, you know, the Bryan Station folks and fans, how excited they are. And I'm really happy for them. And the other one's KCA and Bell County. and uh... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you know, Bell County is, is going to play a throwback, you know, style. And then uh, a cow, that's yeah, a machine they got up there, you know. So it would be hard uh, hard for Bell County. But uh, I love the mountain teams, and it would be fun to watch. I guess at KCA, it's CAL, Christian Academy of Louisville. Uh, yeah. Against uh, Bell County. Um, so yeah. I know it's it's going to be fun. Um my, I have some uh, buddies that uh, are getting honored uh, at halftime of the first game. They're going to recognize Paris High School's 1973 undefeated state championship team at uh, halftime of that game. And uh, I was a Bourbon County grab, but uh, happy for those uh, guys to uh, get some recognition 50 years later. This is my favorite week of the year. I mean, it's not even it close. Is. And, and, you know, I just – you know, I don't know how many more of these if, or if I can ever do call them games again. So I'm going to enjoy it and uh, love every minute of it. Well, we will enjoy uh, listening to you do it this weekend. Um, appreciate the uh, time as always. And we'll talk again once the bowl game's set. Before, ahead of the bowl game, we'll get to uh, get together again and um, talk about what the bowl matchup looks like for Kentucky when that gets close. But uh, for now, Freddie, appreciate uh, all these Mondays uh, all season long. And uh, – uh, enjoy the games on Friday and Saturday. Hey, I appreciate you. Thanks, Tom. He is the best. Freddie Maggard, uh, our Monday morning quarterback. Uh, our show is presented by Bobcat Enterprises each and every day. And Google Bobcat Enterprises to find the location that is nearest you here in Kentucky uh, or even in uh, Ohio and Indiana, for that matter. Heavy equipment is what they operate in. Also some zero-turn mowers, too, if you need one of those for your home. But if you have a need for that heavy equipment or a new lawnmower, go to Bobcat Enterprises. Nobody will treat you better. Great deals, but more importantly, great service after the sale at Bobcat Enterprises. Right back with Mark's story. 16 away from the top of the hour as we roll on with Village Report from the Clark's Pump and Shop studio. Return, refresh, and refuel. Mark's story joins the program from the Lexington Herald-Leader, KentuckySports.com. Uh, Mark, I'm sure that's exactly what you forecast uh, that would play out when Kentucky and Louisville were ready to square off on Saturday, right? <laughs> you would not exactly, but you know it, it, that game. You know, I, I that game felt a lot to me like a lot of Kentucky Tennessee football games feel, except in reverse. It just seemed like Kentucky. You know, the bounces went Kentucky's way, and you know, in the earlier part of Kentucky's, you know, what is now a five five-game win streak in the Governor's Cup rivalry, you know, Kentucky was just dominating Louisville in the trenches. Well, that didn't necessarily happen this time, but yet, you know, it was Kentucky still found a way to win the game. And, you know, and I'm not sure, well, you know, that game meant an awful, awful lot to the Louisville fan base. I mean, they had pointed to that game since the moment Jeff Brom was announced as the head coach. And, you know, Louisville enters that game ranked in the top ten. They're ten and one. They're headed to the ACC championship game. They still have a chance to play, you know, in a in a, a pick a new a new a a major bowl game. And you know, Kentucky goes in there and, and, and beats them. And you know, that you know, just strictly from a rivalry standpoint, that that's one of the sweetest victories in Kentucky football history. Uh, some things that had been troublesome for Kentucky this season. Uh, went their way. 
Uh, they uh, didn't have a single penalty in the game. They had uh, so many times uh, hurt themselves with penalties and um, things where they would uh, you know lose lose their head a little bit. Uh, I think that surfaced in it was either Missouri or Tennessee game. There was um, uh, play you know plays that. Kentucky had a chance to go one way or the other, and Kentucky made the play. Forced turnovers. They win the turnover margin. They were minus three in the upset loss to South Carolina. They're uh, plus two in this game. You wrote last week in uh, a column for the Herald-Leader that uh, Kentucky needed to get its edge back. Is this a game that sets that on that path? Well, it certainly helped, you know, the last two years, you know, well, let me go back. I've always thought the most impressive thing about what Mark Stoops has done at Kentucky was he had, he built a winning culture. It was a tough-minded, you know, win the close ones, you know, close out games. I mean, they, they were just a tough-minded, disciplined football team in most cases. But the last two years, that just that hadn't been it hadn't been the same. It hasn't felt the same. You know, they haven't been. You know, you know, last year they lost you know two games basically because of penalties they committed on what would have been game deciding plays, and you know, they almost lost a third by snapping the ball over the head of the punter in a late in a, a close game. You know, this year you know just it seemed like there'd been just incredibly costly penalties over and over and over. Well, you know, Saturday, as you mentioned, you know, they, they, they played a completely clean game in terms of penalties, which is a minor miracle. And then, you know, other than the what could have been a disastrous interception, they were clean, you know, in the turnover game. And once they threw the disastrous interception, they came right back out and marched it down the field and scored the winning touchdown and showed a resiliency that, you know, frankly, we hadn't seen in, in the close games this year. So, you know, yeah, it, I think it's a sign that, that the, the there is that culture, the germs of that culture are still there and can be tapped into. But you know, you know, it, it, it's also a little mystifying. You know, why if they were capable of that Saturday, why you know they they couldn't have done it a little early. Yeah, that I understand that uh, that line of thinking. But sometimes, you know, you lose your way, um, and maybe they kind of hit a, a spot after that South Carolina loss because, you know, the other losses were to really good teams and they, you know, were up on Missouri and, you know, could have won that game, certainly could have uh, won the Tennessee game. Alabama and Georgia, they were really never in. But the other two, they could have won. Uh, and you can maybe give yourself, you know, excuses, whatever. But South Carolina, they, you know, just thoroughly beat themselves and it was kind of a, a low point to the season. So maybe that uh, – you know, what we saw Saturday came out of what happened the previous Saturday. Yeah, that 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 would that would certainly be. They, they had certainly sort of reached a low point, a, a look in the mirror kind of low point. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. With the way they played at South Carolina. What's your take on how the the coaching drama played out with the Texas A and M Mark Stoops story? You know, if if Mark wanted that job, I'm disappointed for him that he didn't get it. Uh, you know. It's interesting, you know, a lot of the college football writers are going through now comparing Kentucky and Texas A&M, you know, wins and losses over various periods, and Kentucky's either slightly ahead or it's basically even, which is kind of fascinating. You know, you know, Mark is, what, 56 years old. He's the same age as brother Bob was when Bob, you know, left Oklahoma to, or, or I guess, retired from college coaching. You know, he's two years older than his dad was when his dad passed away coaching in a football game so you know and with the way the sec's changing you know this you know i 
I understand why you know this might have been a a point to consider uh, consider doing something else. And the other you know the other thing that I think is interesting. I don't you know I don't know that it would have been a bad time for Kentucky to reset a little bit just because you know it, I think in my opinion Kentucky maybe you know they need to get a multi-year quarterback and build around him. They need to you know play a young offensive line and develop it and try to you know build back to, to what they had when the big blue wall was re- really rolling and that's just hard to do with a coach you know who's in his would be starting his 12th year because it, you know you're you're in kind of win now mode that way so you know in that way I thought I thought I understood the timing you know I think the big media debate over what happened with Texas A&M uh, you know who said you know doesn't interest me at all you know obviously the negotiations broke down for whatever reason I don't really care why. I mean, to me, it's like you know, she didn't break up with me. I broke up with her. I mean, who cares? <laughs> yeah, those kind of things. You know, you tend you tend to more a few kernels of truth come out over time, um, and 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 or maybe they don't. Who knows? But yeah, it's ultimately uh, you go with uh, where it ends up. And um, Mark Stoops is at Kentucky, and Texas A and M has found its coach, and now Kentucky. Yeah, at, to, to me that that game Saturday was 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 bigger than any bowl game that they'll play in. So you have a, a, a performance that can propel you to a, a bounce back. You know, in seventeen, I was thinking about this Kentucky. You know, I had the the surprising year in sixteen that ended with the upset of or, or didn't end, but you know they had the big upset win of Lamar Jackson's Louisville team, where it was such a huge underdog. The next year. The season got away from them late, and they uh, did not finish well. And then they had just an awful performance, awful showing against uh, Louisville, got blown out. And out of that, they rallied and, and played really well against a good team in the bowl game and went into 2018 and, and had the 10-win season. So now the opportunity is there to take what they did Saturday and build on that, but the the challenge is actually to go out and you know continue that kind of disciplined performance on a regular basis and make the play your playmakers making plays and all those things we saw on Saturday. Yeah, well, one of the things that was interesting about Saturday was just how redemptive it was. People who had struggled throughout the season, you know, JJ Weaver was just you know so huge, and Barry on Brown, you know, the kickoff return and makes that tough catch over the middle, you know, in the game winning drive, and you know, Devin Leary. You know, obviously that was a bad interception, but man, he threw some darts in that game. Didn't he? The TD pass to, to Key, the the wheel route to Davis. I mean, just and, and then the throw to Barry on over the middle. I mean, those were incredible throws. And you know, so it was easy to feel you know, you know, good for individual UK players. You know, Tom, I actually, you know, partially this depends on what you know how much of your team you can get to the ball game. I actually think the bowl game is important just to kind of back up what you did because you had such an uneven season and it could get you to eight wins. So, you know, I, I think, That's there, a good point. I think, I think it's important to win, to, to win the ball game, you know, pending, you know, how much of their team they actually will be able to take to the ball. Well, but your, your point is well made in that what we're talking about with the good feeling that comes out of this, you could lose a little bit of that if if the bowl doesn't go well, but uh, if you do get that, that just kind of furthers the the idea of carrying this over into next season for whoever's back. Yeah, I, I think that's true. 
And I also think in terms of next season, the conventional wisdom is the division's going away that, you know, the, the, with Oklahoma and Texas coming in, you know, this is a tougher deal going forward. And, and, you know, we'll see. I mean, I think I, I, I personally believe that too, but you know, we'll see, but I do think there's a chance if the coaching staff, the top of the coaching staff remains intact. I think you could see Kentucky take a big step forward offensively because you would finally have an, a coordinator in place, you know, for a second year in a row with a you know chance to sort of fine tune some things. So I, you know, obviously they'll have to resolve their quarterback situation, but I, I think there's a chance again, a lot of ifs here, but if the coach, the top of the coaching staff stays intact, I think uh, you could see a pretty a significant improvement offensively next year at mark c story on x read him in the hero leader and at kentuckysports.com thank you mark thanks tom we will head to a break and when we come back we will close out this shuffle bean coffee monday morning quarterback edition of the leach report it's going to do it for this edition of the leach report presented by bobcat enterprises tomorrow mike de will join us ahead of the big hoops showdown between kentucky and miami Larry Vaught, too. So it'll be a fun day tomorrow. Congrats to Coach Craig Skinner, co-coach of the year in the SEC for volleyball. Brooklyn Delay named SEC Freshman of the Year. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Leach Report. Anytime you miss the show, you can listen to the podcast at TomLeachKY.com, WLAP.com, or 790Louisville.com. And anytime you're out of range of the stations, catch the show via the iHeartRadio app. If you have any questions for Tom, email leachreport at gmail.com and check out his website at tomleachky.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.